Hi, friends. It's Randy and Jess, and we're going to cut the bullshit. And let's get into women's mental health. Welcome to the Women's Mental Health Podcast with Randy and Jess. We're two licensed psychotherapists where we talk about mental health, well-being, and strategies for coping with life's challenges and how it's all normal. You are in the right place. Today's episode invites us to explore a simple yet profound practice, the healing power of silent walking. We're here to guide you through the mindful journey of silent walking and the tranquility it can bring to your mind and spirit and your overall mental health. Find us and more resources on womensmentalhealthpodcast.com. Have you ever had these thoughts? What exactly is silent walking and how can it improve my mental health? Can silent walking be done alone or with a group? How long is it supposed to last and how often am I supposed to do it? What are some tips for starting silent walking? Are there any safety concerns that I should be aware of when practicing silent walking? Can it be a helpful tool for managing anxiety and depression? How can I incorporate silent walking into my daily routine when I already have a busy schedule? Is silent walking a form of exercise or a form of mental health? Can practicing silent walking improve my sleep quality? Do I need any special training or equipment to practice silent walking? Um, what happens if I get bored? Like, can my ADHD handle silent walking? <laughs> I'm not real sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's begin by understanding what silent walking is and why it is so popular right now in terms of mental wellness and mental health. So silent walking is about really immersing yourself in the present moment as you walk. And it's recently taken on a whole kind of viral trend right now on TikTok, where this one TikToker, her name is Maddie Mayo. She was talking about how she was challenged to take a walk with no distractions, no AirPods, like no dog no talking on the phone, and really spend 30 minutes walking and being with herself. And this is something that's not new. Like, I have practiced walk and talk therapy. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's people are really responding to this right now. I can see why, because I just watched my daughter last night flip the load of laundry while she was watching YouTube. I was like, wait, you can't flip the laundry without having your phone on and literally watching it with an AirPod and flipping the laundry at the same time. It took her forever. And I feel like we're always multitasking. Mm -hmm. And so we're never really alone with our thoughts. We're never truly pausing. We're never truly in silence. And that is somewhat of a trauma response, being fearful of silence. And being so busy. Because mm -hmm. when do our thoughts pop up when we're laying in bed at night trying to sleep is when they just all of a sudden go, oh, hey, let's think about all this stuff. Right. So I want to know, like, how are we supposed to embrace this? I know it's this mindfulness, but how are we supposed to embrace it? And how does it differ from regular walking? So it really involves moving and planning to do this walk with intention and mindfulness. You're fully engaging your senses. You're being aware of yourself and your surroundings. You're not talking on the phone, like I said. You're not texting. You're not listening to music. You're not trying to make your dog heal and follow you or pick up their poop <laughs> or whatever it is. Or trying to not trip over them. Right. That's me, not trying to trip over your dog. So you are grounding yourself in that moment. 
You are taking that time to hear yourself and be alone with yourself. And like she talks about in her TikTok too, is that at the first few minutes, she's very antsy and anxious because all of a sudden she's like, oh my gosh, like all these thoughts are hitting me and I'm thinking all these things. And then all of a sudden when she is walking and going through the motion and being with herself, she starts to hear herself, her inner voice, her ideas, her creativity. She starts untangling ideas that she has or problems that are happening in her life because she's giving herself a moment to pause and reflect. Jessica no. just had an aha oh, moment. Oh, 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 this is like when you take a shower, the shower yes. thought. Yes, shower right? thought. Because you're sitting there, you're taking a shower. It's something we do every day, sort of. And, you know, some of us don't as much as others. But like that is when your mind just goes blank and all of these amazing thoughts come to you and all of these like aha moments. Or that's when I'm like, oh, that's how I can do it because I'm not focusing on anything. I'm just doing something that's You're very... in the moment and it's yeah. repetitive. Yeah. So it's like somatic psychology. So you're doing a repetitive thing that's calming and soothing. So you're able to get in touch with yourself and your center. That makes really that makes really a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's like the somatic breathing we did mm-hmm. a couple months ago and yeah. how that really you're just focusing and you're so in the moment that it releases so much. It's just taking an actual pause. But even think like when you're in the shower, though, you're still you have the noise of the water. Mm-hmm. You're doing things like you're washing your hair. You're doing this. So you're not. A hundred percent fully engaged. So think if you removed all of that, the noise, the the motions and things like that, besides just moving your body repetitively in a walk quietly, how many more ideas do you think would probably open up in your mind? That is an interesting concept. I want to go back real quick because mindfulness, that's the word we said a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I think if you haven't practiced mindfulness, a lot of people don't know what that is. I did mindfulness with my daughter. We were listening to a mindfulness CD. Um, how do I feel? It was actually like on, it was like something from off Amazon. I right? have a mindfulness app. Okay, so okay. I'm gonna it, I'm gonna be like I'm hip with the ages. It just was saying audible. hip with the ages just also just dated me. So forget that. Don't that out the window. It was an audible, yeah. and we're laying there and we listen to it every night for like a week or two to mm-hmm. help her get to sleep. And it was things like, can you feel the hair on your head? I don't know about y'all, but I don't sit around going, can I actually feel the hair on my head? And so you really are sitting there going, I don't know, can I feel the hair on my head? And I bet all of y'all out there right now are going, can I feel the hair on my head? <laughs> Not physically feel, but can you actually feel it connected to your scalp, right? right. And then it just walked you through. So I, I can see how that would be really cool to just be very, very present and to see what's out there. And then I think it's also important to note that It is too, like you're out in nature, you're getting some sunshine, you are finding solace in this silent walking, and we are immersing ourselves in the world around us and the earth. And so, like I said, it's like a grounding experience, and that really enhances the benefit of it because like you're taking deep breaths, you're outside, you're moving your body, you're feeling the air on your body, like these things that we as a society, we're so like, go, go, go. And we're in our cubicle working, staring at a screen. So we're not connecting to the actual world outside sometimes. 
And this can also help reset us. And like we were talking about, does this help with sleeping? Yes, it does, because you're resetting your body's internal clock when you're outside and in the sunshine. And I know you said nature. I want to also reinforce that it could be a park. It could be a forest, a beach. It could also be walking down the streets of San Francisco. That I mean, just walking weird. in your neighborhood. Walking like, in your neighborhood. That, that, I mean, you might not want to walk down the streets of San Francisco. That might be a little bit distracting. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying, we still live there. And so it's like, I'm not going to go down that road. I, but like, I know. Sorry, it's my not brain very, just it's went. not very quiet there in San Francisco. My, my brain went somewhere else. <laughs> okay, so when we, was it last year, the year before? Uh, we, we've been here now four years, I think, four years. We took friends of ours across the street and we did a let's go downtown and let's take it like a tourist. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what? I was like, let's go experience it like a tourist. Yeah. And she was like, what does that mean? I'm like, let's go see what pictures we can take. Yeah. And so we walked around with our phones and we took all of these really cool pictures like even the train station has you walk in the train station and there's this really cool thing above the train station. She's like, I've lived here my entire life and I've never seen that. And then we are taking That's... pictures of everything else. And she's like, I have never seen all this. I said, right, because you're not looking at it like a tourist. Right. I said, it's really pretty down here. You are taking the time to be present yes. in your own town. And I even noticed that, too. I went to go visit my sister in Florida and... I had never been to her town before. And so I'm like, let's go here and let's do this. And she's like, I've never been here. I've never done this. I've never been this place. And I'm like, what is, I said, how am I taking you on a tour of your own town? You know, and she's like, I'm just so busy, like with the kids and with my marriage and with work. And so I don't ever take the time to do this. And that's the thing. We don't take the time to connect with ourselves. And that's why silent walking is so important because it gives us time to have that reflection. It gives us time to understand ourselves or go on a journey with ourselves. And I think it's really important to integrate something like this into your self-care if you are especially feeling like adrift from your own self. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I know I've talked about it before on previous podcasts, but I did this experiment. Okay, it was probably more like 10 years ago, but like... <laughs> I did this experiment because I got a new DSLR camera and that's when everybody was doing like a photo a day for a month. Oh, yeah. And I did it for a year because I wanted to take better pictures. Mm -hmm. So I made the commitment to myself and I noticed like at first it was super duper hard. And then what I noticed, like I was having a hard time finding anything cool. My pictures really sucked. Then it becomes a habit. And on top of that, I was sitting in traffic and it was beautiful. I was sitting there and the worst moment, raining, had to pee. And it was like this beautiful double rainbow. Mm-hmm. And like from that moment on, I saw everything different because I was looking for it through like the lens of a photo. Right. And so my pictures, because I printed them out, they got significantly better. Because you changed your perspective. I changed it. And a lot of what I did was in nature, paying attention to what was around me, even in the city. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I could totally get behind this. I could see how like reflecting on your journey and the self-discovery piece, but how can others integrate this into their self-care routine? So I think integrating it into your self-care routine is so important because when you develop a deeper connection with yourself, you're able to nurture other relationships in your life and make those relationships deeper, whether that's with your spouse, your partner, 
your friends or your children. And so mm-hmm. it can have such a beneficial thing. But like we've talked about in the before with making goals and like trying to achieve some of this stuff, you need to schedule it. You need to schedule time with yourself. Yeah, it is really about giving yourself the gift of self-compassion. And that is something we don't do as women is we don't care for ourselves enough, and we're, which is why we're always preaching. We're very harsh on ourselves. Ugh. We're very mean to ourselves. Yes. We say horrible things to ourselves mm-hmm. that we would never say to anybody else. Or out loud unless you're online and you're a troll. Right. <laughs> There's got to be a way that we can foster a kinder relationship with ourselves. Right. And I think it starts with being intentional with making time for yourself and hearing yourself. Because we hear the outside world, we hear social media, we hear friends, we hear partners, we hear family. But what are you really wanting? What do you really need? Who are you really? And what can you do to fulfill that? And if we don't ever pause and breathe or walk silently, how are we ever going to fully know ourselves and be able to achieve the things that we want? I feel a lot of times we block ourselves from good things in our life because we're just so caught up in the rat race or trying to achieve things for somebody else to look at us that we're not really turning inwards and giving ourselves time and the benefit of the doubt to like discover who we are and all the benefits that we could be giving the world around us. I think a lot of women, they feel like if they were to practice self-compassion, that they're going to actually sit there and beat themselves up. Or fall apart because they're just stopping and pausing. Oh, yeah. Like once you sit down, you're never getting back up. Right. Like, no, no, if I sit down, I ain't getting back up. <laughs> right. I'm toast. That's it. But if we can learn to embrace our imperfections, mm-hmm. we are not perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. There is no perfect. You cannot be perfect. It, it just can't happen. There is no perfect. There is no bar that you need to achieve. And when we can cultivate this kindness and self-compassion for ourselves, this will have a ripple effect into all other areas of our life, Mm -hmm. work, friendships, like we said, and your overall mental well-being. Let go of those judgments. Because I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to walk by myself unless I have something to do because I'm going to feel weird. Or like I hear women going, yeah, I'm not going to start running because I look funny. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. And who's really staring at you running like that you think in your head? It's like, I mean, I've said those things to myself before too, you know, and I used to be afraid to go anywhere by myself when I was younger. Like I had a really big fear over it. And now I realize I like being alone and I like doing things by myself and I like myself. And when you do pause, you have these great interactions with these selves and these great ideas and these bursts of creativity. The TikToker was talking about like she comes up with all these great ideas for her business that are helping her succeed and achieve things that she would have never achieved before had she not paused to take that time with herself. And I really, Randy, I like how you said, I like myself. That right there, it for women to be able to say, I like myself and just own who they are, I think that is a beautiful thing. It really, really is. I, I wish more women, people, loved themselves and liked themselves for good 
bad, indifferent, whatever it is that, that they just accept who they are. And I think everybody who's listening right now should just pause and say, I like myself. I love myself. I am worthy. Oh, I like myself. I love myself. I am worthy. It makes me want to cry because I feel like I have not heard a lot of women ever say that about themselves, to themselves, or, you know, it. I just think that we do not care about ourselves like we should. And we don't teach our kids. I'm sitting here going, I don't know if I've ever said those three words besides the I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've actually said, I like myself, I love myself, and I am worthy in front of my child. Mm-hmm. Where do we learn all of this? We learn it from our parents. We, right. we model what we see. So let's model for them. I love myself. I like myself. I'm going to keep saying it over and over. Yeah. Just say it to yourself once a day and watch how it transforms your mindset. Mm, like when you wash your hands or when you're starting the exactly. car. Yeah. Whatever it is that When you're you taking do. a silent walk. <laughs> <laughs> so how can we take this mindfulness in this silent walking and, and how is it going to ripple into other areas of our lives, right? How are we going to make these good decisions and and, in, and increase our well-being, our emotional health? Just by stepping into it. Oh, I love that. Just step into it. Just step into it. Literally, just step, open up your door. And step into it. And step into it. If it's only 15 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, if it's 10 minutes, whatever you have, give it to yourself right now. Drop everything else. Step into it, walk out that door, and give yourself a few minutes of your time. I like that. And you don't have to go far. You don't have to get in the car and do a a big drive to the beach. No, it doesn't need to be like the most beautiful setting in the world. It just needs to be you and your thoughts in a nice, safe place, but outside, out in nature. Don't come up with excuses. I have the worst allergies in the world. I should live in a bubble. I'm still going to put my ass outside to walk. Because I realize that it's good for me and it helps my mental health. And think of it as a way that you are gifting yourself. Yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Gifting yourself your time and how important you are for this. Mm-hmm. Wow. But my ADHD, Randy, says I want to go walk with you. Okay. I'm like, let's go walk <laughs> together in silence. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work. You're not supposed to walk with friends, but <laughs> if that's all you got, go with it. I don't know. Jess and I aren't very good at being silent together. No, we're not. But just give yourself the gift of yourself and some time. And thank you for being part of the Women's Mental Health Podcast. As we conclude today's episode, remember that the healing power of silent walking is just a step away. Like Randy said, just step into it. So we really want to invite you to try silent walking and see how you like this. And if you found this episode valuable, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a review and share it with a friend who you feel might need this too or a family member. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to continue to address topics that empower your mental health journey. And until next time, take care and be kind to yourself. Thanks for listening and normalizing mental health with us. Don't forget to check out our free resources and favorites on our website, unapologeticallyrandyandjess.com. Like and share this episode and tune in next week.